Hi, and welcome to IndieWire's Filmmaker Toolkit Podcast. I'm Chris O'Fault, the editor of The Toolkit. My guest today is director Patty Jenkins, whose Wonder Woman was this, this incredible, groundbreaking summer hit that has now even carried over into the awards conversation with Patty getting um, Best Director consideration. Patty was only in New York for a quick little stopover while being honored as uh, Glamour's Woman of the Year, and we found a little time to meet in her hotel room prior to getting ready for the big fancy event. Needless to say, there's a little buzzing around uh, before the event, and uh, including a, a very animated Linda Carter, Wonder Woman herself, making an unexpected visit. Uh, you might notice two slightly weird transitions as I try and cut around the small interruptions, uh, but it was a great conversation and I hope you enjoy it. I was a huge, huge fan of Monster, and it, you know, I'm think I saw you finished the AFI program like what, like 2000, 2001. Yeah, thank you. And you come 2003, you have this great movie that also shows like this amazing range. Yeah, because thank it's not you just a serial movie. Because it's like you know, I watched the first. It's on Hulu. I watched the first half an hour again last night, and that like is setting up the brutality of that world. The yeah. comedy, the tenderness. Thank you for saying that because I feel like I ne- it, it's a it's a movie that on first watch is so dark mm-hmm. that uh, that it became not that dark to us making it because you, you, I was trying to give it that that scope, but I never get to talk about that. So thank you for saying well, that. You can see it right in the beginning because you got those voiceovers. Yeah, you know you're doing that thing where it's like the brutality that is in this woman's backstory that of course is to some degree defining this person that we see up on screen. Yep. And then doing it with the voiceover and layering in these other kind of romantic elements, you kind of are always balancing this out. There's just an incredible range in that film. I'm just curious, you know, coming right after AFI, that's pretty good to get a film like that. Your actress gets an Academy Award yeah. a few years out. I'm wondering at that point, you know, where where do you see yourself as a director in the sense of the type of films you want to make and where your career is going at that point? You know, it's never really changed. I think that since I was um, here in New York in painting school and I realized I wanted to be a filmmaker, it was never about the size of film and it was never about my position as a director. I really just wanted to make these big, immersive, emotional films. and That were both like a great place to be where you want to go see that movie and it's a well-crafted movie. Yeah, so so I was never, I always only wanted to make big, immersive, emotional experiences. And I saw Scorsese doing it, mm-hmm. and I also saw uh, Richard Donner doing it in Superman. So I've loved all of those. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to, to do, you know, emotional, dramatic passion, movies that I was passionate about. Mm-hmm. And if they make people feel things even better. So I think that Monster to me totally fell into that. It, and, and I always was interested. I didn't have a thing to go do more dark movies or more small movies. I didn't care. Whatever it was, I wanted it to be something that was kind of within that target. And so it's interesting that I actually tried to do Monster, you know, I mean, Wonder Woman right then. And Talk you to did. them about it. I did. I went and, and and when you do the round studio to studio, I would think about what properties that studio had and what they're mm-hmm. developing. And then when I realized that they had uh, uh, Wonder Woman and nobody had ever made it, I said to them right then and there, because of my love of Superman, oh, I want to make Wonder Woman. So it was actually one of the conversations that I had, um, even though I'm happy actually, uh, even though I, I, w- I wouldn't have felt this way at the time, mm-hmm. that it took me a little time to get to do it because of all the skills that I gained in, in the meantime. But specifically those two stories, I, yeah. mean, I, I heard you do that wonderful thing with uh, Richard Donner on the yeah. DGA podcast. Oh, so and, 
and obviously, obviously Wonder Woman is something that, that meant something to you, but this isn't necessarily about doing tentpole big movies. It was about those two specific stories yep. for you, right? And it continues that way for me. Mm-hmm. I still have no idea. You know, if somebody gave me a movie and it was going to cost $5 million and it was about ants, but it was going to, but it was incredible and powerful and cool, I'd do that. If somebody came to me with a $200 million movie that could earn its keep and I saw an opportunity to make something beautiful and personal on some level, I would do that. You know, it's like, I believe in, um, I believe in it all. And I, and I feel like I've experienced it all. Yeah. I've, I've been touched and moved by movies at every level. And so I just want to make movies that I love. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. sort of it. How did, it seemed like the project that you were really trying, that was about to go, it, I think the title's misleading. I am Superman, yeah, right? Exactly. And Ryan Gosling was attached. Yes. How does that fit into that? Because this is something, I, I, from my understanding, that you're now looking to revisit. I too. still want to do it, yeah. So how, did that kind of, how does that kind of fit okay, into so it's a Okay, so it's a funny story. So I, af, right after Monster, I met with people, but there was nothing currently going at the studio system that I wanted to do. So I started pursuing my own things. And then I came very close to doing a movie about Chuck Yeager, who mm-hmm. was some, that was a movie I had always wanted to make. And so... So then I, uh, I you know, thought about doing that for a long time and we tried to make it work and it just didn't mm-hmm. quite work. And then I sat down and started writing a, a script for a movie called I Am Superman, which is extremely misleading, even mm-hmm. though thematically it sort of isn't. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately that movie is about how everybody wants to be Superman. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that and still believe that, you know, le- leading up to making a movie about somebody struggling to do that in mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, you know? So, um, I was gonna make that. I actually feel like the moment came super, super close. And then I got pregnant. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I won't do it while I'm pregnant because I don't wanna have the baby right in the middle of of working on it. But what I will do is I will, um, I'll just, you know, have my son and then I'll make it on the other side. To my surprise, when I came out on the other side, two things happened. First of all, it was a, it was, it wasn't the same year. Mm-hmm. You know, it ended up being you have a, a kid and you're, and you're like, oh, that's not going to be this year, maybe <laughs> that I'm going to make a feature. <laughs> but the the bottom fell out completely of the indie film market. It just completely collapsed. So I came out from having my son, 2009. And suddenly nobody was making those movies anymore. Ryan wasn't available. Mm. Things got very complicated. And so it just was a difficult moment to get anything made because they were only making IPs and tentpole films. Mm-hmm. But, you know, still uh, still something I really want to do. And, and a lot of TV kind of picked in a lot. To, yeah. I'm wondering, you know, TV is, I think, something, and also... Um, Full disclosure: I have a, a wife in production who has. We have a child and have another on the way. So that that, that immersiveness yeah. of totally. we're, we're actually struggling with that decision right now with yeah. a big project in yep. terms of what what she's going to be able to do. Whereas TV, I think the, the one of the huge appeals, just from a parent standpoint, is it's a little bit like a job. Yeah. Maybe not for the showrunner who hasn't slept in you know five yep. weeks, but there's a little bit of like directing as as something you come in and do and yeah. you, you apply your craft, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And what did you get from that? Is that something where you just kind of kept sharpening skills? And... Oh, hugely, you know, I started, I set out to do TV even before I had my son because mm-hmm. I wanted that. I wanted exactly what I saw it could do, which was, I like to work. 
movies are something that are so big and so immersive, you have to be really passionate about it and it has to be something that you believe in mm -hmm. with every ounce of your being. But I don't wanna wait and not work because mm -hmm. one of my movies isn't going. So I always loved the idea of doing TV and dip in and dip out, do shows, Arrest Development, my favorite show, how great, you know? Um, and then doing pilots turned into a really great thing because it's actually, doing a pilot is just like doing a feature. You walk up to a script that has nothing mm -hmm and you cast it and you decide what it's gonna look like and you decide how it's gonna be filmed and you pick the locations and you pick the clothing and all of those things. So it's exactly like the process of setting up a feature. So it's a great practice mm -hmm. for the films you wanna make where you're like, oh, how would I build this? How would I build that? Mm -hmm. You know, and trying those different things. Uh, so I absolutely love that aspect of TV, even though I was definitely ready to, to move back to features <laughs> by the time I did. Well, and, and Hollywood's making so few of these, like, yeah. right? And it's, I think it's down to like 85, and most of them are things like Wonder Woman, like yeah. these franchises. It, it's a, it's, I've watched a lot of great filmmakers, some that can make the fit, that, that can kind of gel with these large you know, entities, these yeah. franchises. And, and and some that can, some that can't, and obviously Wonder yeah. Woman was a was a nice fit. I, I'm curious though, and I, I'm not looking for you to dish on Marvel here, but yeah. I am curious about what maybe a learning experience was about being a director moving into like one of these enormous franchises that you took from the Thor experience that maybe that maybe helped inform choices and things that you did that yeah. made Wonder Woman so obviously a good fit? So many things, honestly. I think it being the right project was number one. Mm -hmm. And I think my tone matching more correctly with uh, the tone that they were letting me do at, at, um, at, at DC, but that Marvel wasn't doing at that moment mm -hmm. is another one. But, but it's really, it's mostly choosing the right project. I think that they were in the middle of movies and they have a great track record at going movie to movie to movie. Uh, before they had anything, I pitched them an idea um, that, that they loved. And it was, but it was a bold idea mm -hmm. of how to go about the Thor thing and it would have worked for both of us. But then it turned out that they had thought of other ideas prior to my coming on. And so there was an existing script that wasn't, you know, exactly what they wanted to do, but it was an alternate way of going mm -hmm. about it. And as time marched forward, it just became clear that the reasons that they needed to check all of those boxes for their other mm -hmm. films, et cetera, were more important than they realized. And so, um, so that was not a movie for me. I, mm -hmm. I wasn't, didn't feel like I was the right director for it. It wasn't, uh, I didn't understand like what, why I would be the best person mm -hmm. to do that, you know? And so I think that when it comes to, it's funny when you look at these people doing these, these tent poles who succeed and who don't, I think it being the right fit is a mm. huge part of it because it's, it's a big deal for the studios that they need the movie that they, that they need. I mean, I, you know, that it needs to be supported. It's such a mammoth thing. It feels a little bit like casting to me in that It sense. really is. That's it, exactly right. If, if that actor doesn't want to play the same role as the director wants them to play, you've got a problem. But it just so ha but if on, on Wonder Woman, my vision was, mm. my passion was to make the greatest singular origin story for Wonder Woman that I could, and when that vision ended up meeting theirs, well then we're, we both have the same objective, you know? <laughs> and by the time you got on board on that, I mean obviously I, the history of them trying to develop this story is, is long, and yeah. my guess is when you were talking to them in 2003, they were the, going through the history, they were in the midst of, you know, yeah. lots of different drafts, and, and I think Joss came in on two years later. But I'm wondering, 
in terms of where that was when you came on and I mean, your ability to shape this and bring the, your Patty Jenkins vision to this is obvious in the visual, but I'm curious in the kind of pre-production aspect of this, was, did you have an, an ability to kind of help shape a little bit the story or? Oh, hugely. I came it, on. So it's actually kind of complicated because I had been t pitching them a, a straightforward origin way to do it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And not, and a, and a year before I ended up signing on to do it, we had a, we came very close, but they wanted to do a different version at that time. And so I said, you should go and do that. Perfect example. If I had not been on Thor, I would not have known to be so clear mm -hmm. about what it was our objective. You don't want to be were. problematic and really what it comes no. down to is figuring out where the friction is. Exactly. And I saw right then and there that they were interested in doing something different and mm -hmm. that was not what I felt was right for me. And so perfect, they should go and do it. Um, but then when they came back to me a year later, they had found themselves wanting to do something very similar and realizing that that was very similar to what I had been saying I'd mm -hmm. been wanting to do. And they had a great treatment, but they'd only written 30 pages of the script or something. So I jumped in and ended up being able to be very involved in you know every, every step of the development of the mm -hmm. story and the characters and the tone and the theme and all of those things. And so it was a wonderful experience in that way. I also have to imagine that, amount of, I wanna talk about the look and all the things that happened to it, but the, imagine also the amount of time that we're gonna spend in this Amazonian world yeah. that's part of that origin story. Yeah. It, based on the way you shot it, I have to imagine that was very, that must have been one of the big things that you were pitching to them a long time ago. Hugely. And I wanted to, I, I, I believe in that. I don't always believe in that, but I believe that that's something that's gone out of, it's not vogue, it's gone out of an understanding of how important it can be to set up a character. And I do believe it's incredibly important. And I believe that if you set up a story about a character correctly, it pays off dividends for the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think that we skip that far too often and jump into action and then you have nothing because you haven't set anything up we care about mm -hmm. other than more action. So um, that was definitely something that I came in feeling very passionate about. And by the way, it's like a huge part of Wonder Woman's story. Like you yeah. can't tell the story of Wonder Woman without telling that story of Thumskira. The other thing is, and it's obviously become iconic at this point, but. You can talk a little bit about getting the costume right because I don't think people realize how wrong that could have gone and how important. I assume, in terms of also your vision of this movie, and I know you didn't design the costumes yourself, but I know that that, that collaboration. Uh, I have to imagine that was a really big key starting point. Yeah, it really is and was. I was lucky because they had actually already designed the base of that costume for Batman versus Superman. So mm -hmm. that costume, which I love, mm -hmm. we mostly got to inherit. I was also just also speaking about the Amazonian world. Oh, the and Amazonians, oh my God, that yeah. was, I mean, but even the Wonder Woman costume, mm -hmm. you can't believe even the tweaks that we made to it, mm -hmm. how laborious they are. And the Amazons, everything about the Amazons was, the, was so incredibly, complex mm -hmm. you know if you if this is the base of we took the, the base of the Wonder Woman costume so what does that say about this culture and how do we build an entire world of women's mm -hmm. outfits that are like that um, and so yeah it was very uh, interesting looking at old armor but then I was always really feeling firm about like as a woman I, I, I did feel like it had to make sense to me and 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 Lindy felt the same way and where you're kind of saying like I don't feel like I'm gonna go about it the same way. If I'm looking for armor, I'm gonna have slightly different armor and I'm gonna approach it differently. So that was a, a fascinating, constant question as well. And then a whole present, I mean, it's obviously, it, it, 
maybe a lot of male writers struggled in terms of how to write about this and, yeah. and talk about this. But I think part of that is just how much we're not used to seeing. I mean, these women are beautiful. The, 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 the outfits are fantastic. But there's a sense of like this warrior. There's a sense of this athleticism and celebrating, you know, that is intrinsic to uh, your casting of all the people that were surrounding them is obviously a big part of it, too. And, and in that, but that sense of, of an outfit that is so specific about a, a, a female warrior mm -hmm. and what that means. I mean, I saw you post last week lots of uh, lots of little kids in their Wonder Woman outfit. But I mean, that's, that is so important to how we see right. them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I sort of feel like even as that goes. Sorry. Oh, that's OK. What? <laughs> Look who's here, Linda Carter. <laughs> as I'm standing here, how hilarious and surreal. What's up, Linda? I'm doing a quick uh, uh, press interview. Well, hello. <laughs> I just started. Don't I look <laughs> Now I understand why they said no photos and video. Everybody's getting ready. <laughs> oh, God forbid. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I was going to say about that, that I, the only thing that I think is really interesting about that is I don't think that a woman has to direct a woman's story and a man has to direct a man's story. Yeah. Otherwise, where will we be? You'll mm. get no inclusiveness well, I don't in Hollywood. I don't want to limit you as an artist that of, way. Of course. Yeah. And also, like, if you say that, then it means that the vast majority of successful people in Hollywood will never make diverse stories mm -hmm. because they will feel it's not their place. Mm -hmm. So it's like we all need to be able to tell universal stories through each other. But I will tell you that one thing that I found most interesting about being a woman directing Wonder Woman where it was extremely helpful and did change it, is that as a woman, you have zero challenge understanding a woman as having everything and none of it contradicting the other, as a man does about a man. You know, maybe as a, as a, a different person, you, you want to make an idyllic and si therefore simplified version of somebody who you are not. Mm -hmm. But it was the coolest thing about making a warrior is I was like, oh yeah, sure, of course, they're completely badass, like Linda Carter, who just walked in. But they're also amazing and loving and kind and funny and not mm -hmm. sure of themselves and all of those things. So that was like a cool thing about getting to approach it that way was 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 knowing that that's how I see women anyway. But I think that's so key to also what where I was kind of going with this, which is that in that fish out of water second act th yep. th that could feel out of bat. Like, yeah. you know, we've seen that before. It could feel a little like, hmm, yeah. what's going There's a falling in love with humanity. There's a sincerity. Yeah. There's this, there's this element that personally, um, in terms of that need to protect, it, it so often comes with a kind of self-serious, mm -hmm. um, kind of male. And what, what your film has so much is this, that's important to it is this falling in love with humanity yeah. and then wanting to protect it and that tricky kind of somewhat comedic balance of that second act it strikes me that you were incredibly fortunate with the lead that you inherited Definitely. because as i, I rewatched it recently I, she pulls off that sincerity and that straight-facedness but with something that i'm not sure a lot of other people could have an embodied in the, in the Wonder Woman that you saw. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. It is no joke. And actually both 
her performance and Chris's performance are much more sophisticated than anybody might ever realize. They're not accidental and it's not, you know, it's funny, I've complimented them both so many times for just being these great people. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, it's a performance. And they both did amazing performances where they were able to bring such depth to the who that character is and yet stay very nimble and light on the top of what that character understands at that moment so that you're building two stories at the same time. You both have a deep person who's going to ultimately have a strong point of view on the what this is added up to be. But you also have someone who's funny and light and able to fall in love and t make a joke out of themselves and be uncomfortable and all of those things. And that's like, that was a really, that was our, one of our trickiest balances because we were both, we were all incredibly aware of like, of staying right in that moment of like, yeah, you're a guy who understands the world is a terrible place, mm -hmm. but you're also falling in love with this woman and you don't, you're not the guy who needs to, who teaches anybody anything. So you don't know how to explain it. And she's the person who's an incredibly powerful, smart person, but you don't know what you're dealing with. So you give them the benefit of the doubt. You assume that all these bizarre things that they're showing you and saying you are going to make sense somehow. You are giving them respect. And then it's slowly you're realizing, wait a minute, I'm not understanding why these things are happening. So that's such a fascinating, that was a fascinating journey. And humor is important to it too. Hugely, hugely. And by the way, I believe in, I, I sort of believe that there's really something wonderful about the greatest examples in history of the great temple. And, and, and even like, you know, of course Spielberg, but the E.T. and Close Encounters and these movies that were so wonderfully warm and funny and adventurous and interesting all at the same time. Like that's, that's, a, that's a, 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 an area of filmmaking that I, that I think is a wonderful thing to strive for. Off that, your, your film looks different than, to be frank, the, the DC universe. Yeah. In some ways, once we get to the third act, it does have a little bit of that look. But I'm curious, talking about like kind of, yeah. I mean, part of this is this the locations and the, and, 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 and the color of, of that Amazonian world. But can yeah. you talk a little bit about how you approached the look of this film? Because yeah. you have to create a look that is also going to embody all these things that yeah. you're talking that about. That was incredibly difficult. That, the, the the amount of meetings that me, my cinematographer, my production designer, and my costume designer and I sat and had about tone, mm -hmm. because it was like the eye of a needle of hitting both a fantasy world and period England in a, in ish where we were shooting in a place where they're expert at doing that, but it comes out looking like Downton Abbey a lot of the time, mm -hmm. and a war story, and then a fantasy aspect of these gods. Very difficult, very concerning how any of those things are not going to tip the other thing. And so I really, it was a, there was a formula we put into place that we tried to follow the whole time and aimed for grand classic cinema in a way that can hold all of those things. So you're not totally the real world, but you're based in the real world, and, but it has that space for, uh, for magic. I have to imagine a lot of that is testing to make sure how things are going to go too, and and yeah, and, stuff. and planning. Like it takes very intense planning. You have to really, really all coordinate and plan mm -hmm. exactly how it's going to go. And even the most normal scene, like Selfridges or walking through mm -hmm. the, the England, the graphic quality of it had to be really worked out very far in advance because I was hugely concerned that if I, that if we weren't that thoughtful about it, it could end up looking like a very authentic period film mm. and a Wonder Woman costume would look absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So it was like it had to be just right. 
Another one that is a little bit of that balance that I have to imagine you had to figure out is, is those opening battle scenes where you're kind of doing this old school, you know, bow and arrow, and, and, but also embracing a lot of very modern action scene techniques. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously they're amazing and they're, yep. but there's, you know, the flipping through and the, and the, and the camera and things like that. I imagine that, that, because you don't want a Kingsman kind of, we're having fun with this old new mix. Right. There's something very distinct that you needed. Yeah. I imagine that also finding that balance of like modern filmmaking and then kind of mm-hmm. the older battle scenes is something that was also. Yeah, and I think that that's, it's an interesting thing when you think about tone. Mm-hmm. There's, there is like the Kingsman way of having fun and, and acknowledging that you're having fun, that you're kind of doing this, this third reality that's got this pop to it, which is a lot of fun. In this case, it was, we were just working a different formula, which was grand classic cinema made now. Mm-hmm. So it has all of the, t- the, 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 the pacing that I believe makes cinema grand, not as an homage, but because I think it is what makes cinema grand. Mm-hmm. And, but then we're making it in 2016 at the time, so that it's in 2015 and 2014, <laughs> but, but, but you're making it in that period of time, so, so it has to embody now you know you're we're making this movie right now and 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 we're looking at at um 1917 through through a modern eye and so that was kind of our formula it was like okay it's we always want to live up to a very sincere authentic grand cinema tone but we're going to use whatever techniques we have to make that mm-hmm. really sing um because this movie became such a phenomenon and every detail about it was something that people were hanging on uh the the is patty coming back for for yeah. for the sequel was was something that uh, well we got play out of it but then, <laughs> there's an element here that i mean what was reported was that that, that you will be the highest paid female director and and congratulations on that those Thank benchmarks you. do matter but when i ever think about the money in negotiations i always think about power Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if part of this also wasn't a you have a say. There's a there's there, this is now because we are talking about that larger franchise which mm-hmm. is churning and moving its own direction. That element of I'm not just going to direct the second one, but I'm going to build on what I'm doing and my vision. Was that part of the negotiations and kind of? Yeah, I mean, I, yes, I think that they were coming to me with that sort of, uh, with wanting that kind of relationship anyway. But yeah, I think that, you know, listen, there's, there's a way that these things go. And, and, and that when, when someone has made a successful film and when that person goes on to have a relationship with the future of that. And I felt it very important that our situation and relationship go just like that. You know, no, no different, no lesser for any reason. Um, this be a talk in the future. Yeah. Because they're thinking in the future. Yes. And it's also one of those things that you don't want to find out a year from now. There's friction in yeah. terms of like where they're going with the universe and where, where you want to go, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so I think all of those things are incredibly important. And I was incredibly conscientious. And it was funny because, yes, it ends up being about money. But, but it's about, of course, these, the negotiating future relationships is about a lot of different things. And is that something you're active? I know you have this television series, which I yeah. want to know a little bit about. But is that something that is actively these? You know, we were just talking about all the thought that yeah. went into Wonder Woman one. Is this something 
that is, oh, yeah. is you're very much in the midst oh, of. Oh yes, definitely. Jeff Johns and I uh, ended up, uh, you know, being having a very having a, doing a lot of work on the on the movie together, and so we had already set forth to do the treatment for the next movie, and we did that, and that's mm -hmm. being written right now by a great writer and friend, and um, and so that's already happening I've already met with all my keys I've already directed everybody it's it's happening that's mm -hmm. the hilarious thing is I'm directing this TV show but meanwhile I pre-directed <laughs> all of my keys for Wonder Woman 2 so that's all in process locations are being scouted and things are being designed and so yeah it's been it's been uh, it's been great that way and tell me about the TV show the TV show is a limited series that somebody told me their life story many many years ago and it's so mind-blowing that I couldn't get it out of my mind, even though I, at the time it was before True Detective had been made and it, there wasn't really an understood home for it because um, it's like sort of overlaps with the Black Dahlia story and there are all these mm -hmm. things, but it's not as simple as one movie. So all these years later, I, I ended up talking to Chris Pine about it while we were making Wonder Woman and Chris was like, Patty, oh my God, we have to do that. I have such a great relationship with both Gal and Chris and so many of my cast members were just all actively looking for more to do together. Mm -hmm. And so Chris and I ended up um, starting to talk about it. And then um, my husband, who's an amazing writer who had never quite you know, seen a vision to jump into before suddenly said, wait a minute, I actually think I can see a way to do it. And he wrote these incredible script and broke this incredible story. Was it like six episodes, something like yeah, that? Yeah, okay. that was so great that like the truth is I really, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted to do something like this between mm -hmm. it if it wasn't just so damn good. And so, <laughs> so both Chris and I were like, I don't know, we have to try to, you know, to do this. And so that's what we've, mm -hmm. what we've done. And that's something, so that's something you gotta quickly, yeah. kind of quickly do. Yep. The, this movie, um, and this, I mean, it's been a hit, but that's not really, it's, it's a cultural phenomenon in, in yeah. a really positive way. And this year has been, to be frank, so messed up in so many ways. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I, I have a list of, you know, the 40 questions I'm supposed to ask you to get comment on based right. on the last 40 days. I have to imagine that there's an element here that, you know, based on what's happened in the last 40 days and based on also this, but also on the other side of it, this positive side of, Mm -hmm. of Wonder Woman, of you as a filmmaker and where you want to go. I have to imagine that there is a frustration. I, I imagine you've become kind of a figurehead. And the question is about anything that has to do with women in Hollywood mm -hmm. or the state of things. Is there a frustration that like you're, I imagine you reached out to um, for comment about almost everything. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily about filmmaking. And yeah. Is that, is that something that's... Yeah, you know, it's interesting because on the one hand, I think if, if times were different and this movie was different, I would be very frustrated by everything being about being a woman filmmaker, mm -hmm. you know, instead of just a filmmaker. But it is Wonder Woman and it is important and there have been changes and things noted because of that aspect of this film. So I actually don't mind it mm -hmm. this time. What I do end up minding is that, you know, you can see that there's this whole clickbait culture, which I think the general public is kind of aware of, but I don't think that they're that aware of. And 
they do want to make people into kind of comic book characters for something. And I can definitely see the temptation for anybody in my position that they want to turn you into the mouthpiece of this mm -hmm. or so-and-so says this. You know, I had a thing where, you know, they asked me for comment on something that I had no idea about. And I was like, oh, I really don't know. You haven't read the 5,000 word piece yet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I really don't know about that. It's a changing world. And somebody then immediately writes, Patty Jenkins has strong words about blah, blah, blah. It is a changing world. I was like, My see? favorite is breaks her silence. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so it's sort of, I can see, and I've joked where I'm like, you're, no, they want to turn me into like a raging commentator figurehead in, in, in moments sometimes, and which I, I care passionately about these issues, but you know, not for clickbait and not for, you know, making commentary. I'm a filmmaker and I want mostly just want to make my films and make beautiful films for everybody and and I'm excited to be a part of this. But yeah, you can definitely see, you know, the general the the general media's interest in in making you into something for their use. Do you feel like this will be a watershed year in the sense that maybe things might improve for for women in film? Yeah, I think that a lot of things are changing and it's very Interesting, because honestly, for many years, I never realized that we were having this big of an issue. I was sort of blindly marching forward with my own career. I think it's hard, because you went career. to AFI, yeah. and, and I imagine you have a lot of filmmaker friends from there, Yeah, and it's a uphill climb. Yeah. When you graduate from there, even yes. though you have, you, you're, you're injected into the industry, you, there's a track record of people graduating that school, but it's not like, yeah. It, it, it's, it's an uphill slog. And sometimes when you're going up that uphill slog with men and women, you don't necessarily see. Totally didn't. And, and same thing. When I decided to be a camera person, I became a camera person and I was struggling. And then I decided to be, be a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And it's always been a struggle that I was less aware of what was going on all around mm -hmm. me. And with the men and women and who was succeeding. But so it's definitely something that I, I, I see is like radically needs to change and is changing and the whole world seems to be in a in a real moment of big change which is both scary and exciting <laughs> patty jenkins uh thank you very much and uh congratulations on this and and you know and we're excited for Wonder woman too thank you so and what's much. the name of the series yeah uh, one day she'll darken one day she'll darken yeah. that, maybe that beforehand awesome thank you thank you mm -hmm.